Welcome to Ella's for Losers, a pop culture and reality TV roundup. I'm Jessica Jardin. I'm Marcy Jaro. You can tell we're not together. We're in different states. Different states, different states of, uh, of the union and different <laughs> states of mind. <laughs> I think our states of mind are relatively close. Yeah, yeah. Similar enough. Yeah, I'm down um, here in old Louisiana. My dad had a knee replacement on Monday, and he's recuperating, and we were watching. Well, I told you, we don't have internet or cable at their house, because they just moved, and they moved out to a place where it doesn't have cable or internet yet, so... Oh, my um, God, the timing. So I had, I'm at my sister's house in a more... Um, uh, I guess uh, modernized area of the world, uh, but, but yeah. you brought stuff to keep your because you're such a sweet daughter. Uh, you brought stuff to keep him entertained. I brought without- some screeners and then downloaded Yellow Jackets. They were obsessed, but I was like, I don't know how you're gonna. If we don't finish it, you're not gonna get to watch it because it's on my computer. So I don't know what's gonna happen, oh, guys. Shit. Okay. So they gotta. They really gotta get binging. Yeah, we have to do a fast podcast. <laughs> so we can go watch He's- episode five. <laughs> He needs to know what happens uh, with all the ladies. Oh, with all the um, gals, the yellow jackets. <laughs> I was trying to think of one person. Melanie Linsky. That's mm-hmm, who. Mm-hmm. We love her. I was trying oh. to think of one character. Um, I think you are a very sweet daughter. Thank I have been you. dumping all of my like PTSD from when I helped both. Both my parents had single knee replacement surgery within the last like four years. And oh, Lord, it's it's really they make you they tell you it's it ain't much. But it is. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, a lot. You know, but he's doing better every day. So hopefully, you know, we'll have a speedy recovery. How about you? What's going on? How you doing? Um, I am good. I'm okay. I, I gave a preface before because I don't want to talk about it. And the news is I'm not going to talk about it. Jess, but it, I, you asked just, me to not, to not let I you do this. To, but you asked <laughs> how am I doing? You and lied, I would say, you know? <laughs> I did lie. I said, talk me down if I get to it. Mm-hmm. But I would say the news has been weighing heavy. I don't in terms of the country we live in. And I really want us to have fun today. Great. Um, and that's all I care about. Well, um, let's get into news then. Unless, you, unless news. you want to talk about anything. No, no. I was going to say I'm actually so excited to A, see your face and B, talk Thank about you. my favorite things. This is like, I really mean it like on a bumpy week. What a bright spot. What a joy. Truly. Also, just- I'll put it out there, guys. I'm home. I'm watching things on my phone since my parents do not. I have to watch it on cellular data. We're talking. <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be some roaming charges. Oh, my it's, God. It does say LTE. I don't understand what that means on my phone, but it can't be good. And I data keep, light. I keep getting uh, uh, um, little text messages from AT&T saying, well, you can't have any more data. Okay. I know this. Where it's not, like, ma'am. Not till June. It told me not till June. You can't. So <laughs> hopefully I don't need it. But so I I did not take notes. So we're going to see what it feels like to just just go off the cuff. We're kind of this is going to be a little freewheeling, you, a little different. Look, uh, I'm I, for one, am very excited. Yes. Well, but there was a lot that happened this week. Absolutely. I, I would say, I mean, it's sort of in terms of like, you know, all, in terms of <laughs> density of celebrity, I think the the first and foremost was the Met Ball on Monday. Yes. Um, which was 
there's a lot to talk about and also kind of nothing in a funny way. But it was, you know, it was, I will say my take, which was that it was such welcome distraction. I streamed like all of the, like basically the whole red carpet. And uh, even though I will say I was missing some of the heavy hitters, you miss a Rihanna really bad. You know, Kim, um, Beyonce, not Kim, Beyonce hasn't done it for years, um, which is a big loss. But some of the kind of really, really, really like jaw droppers, um, I definitely missed. I wasn't obsessed with many looks. I didn't get as much like titillating glee out of stuff. Um, but the theme I don't think was quite like directed in that way um and it was very i i really was excited to see whether kim wore the maryland dress or not and it was a very fun reveal to see she had she did it and i think uh cool to have done it and also i feel like this is when you have to ask yourself questions about yourself tanner and how white your hands are versus the rest of you because that dress worked on maryland because it looked naked and when it's yeah Yes. When the dress is much lighter than your skin tone, which isn't actually even your skin tone, you know, yes. it's that's so it's sort of like you kind of she painted herself into a corner, I think, but um, by painting her skin. By painting her skin I, into a corner. She yeah. I agree. Like I think it was a I, I was very taken with it as like a a performance art piece. Yes. Um in terms of like yeah, the, the parallels in terms of like iconography of beautiful uh, famous women that culture is obsessed with and their bodies and their sexuality and how it's wielded um but it was somehow underwhelming yeah um, like the actual reveal like i it either wasn't costumey enough or it was yeah not quite doing something like very new or different with it it just felt kind of like yeah like not quite an, a clear enough through line and or something very jarring to be doing with such a historic piece right right and people had issues with taking a piece of history and her wearing it and the dangers that come with it like she said she wore like special body makeup so that wouldn't damage the dress i think she only wore the dress while she was on the red carpet and she changed into a replica um but also it's just like hey i guess when someone like ripley's owns a dress they can ruin it if if they want and that's not they paid Four million, I think, for it. So, yeah. yeah, frankly, it's like this is, I'm sure, a ghastly it sounded to a lot of conservationists. But at the end of the day, it is like property. You know, it's not it's not it's not coming from the Smithsonian and funded by like taxpayer dollars. You know, yes. it's like a private company. Not it's that also it's also Ripley's. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what did you expect? They literally make money off of letting people just wander through with their sticky little hands. So, <laughs> <laughs> And also people were, um, I, I heard a lot of people not loving the whole, I lost 16 pounds in three weeks thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I definitely cringed when I first heard like, not here's what I'll say for myself. I do think she thought it was like the way an actor prepares for a role. It's exactly what I felt. I think she was not gloating that she got skinny um, to get skinny. I feel like it was because it like necessitated it to do this uh, stunt really. But I also understand like I saw like Riverdale, the Riverdale actress Lily Reinhardt put up a whole thing about how fucked up it is and so many women look up to her. And and I think the details because she got so much in the details because she like wore a sauna suit two times a day. She ate no carbs, no sugar. 
Um, but I, I, I super understand like glor- the non-glorification of crash diets, but it wasn't just like a standalone, like I did it, look how good I look. It was connected to a very specific goal for yeah. a, a unique costumed event. And I never hear anyone being like, I think it's terrible that Chris Hemsworth lost 60 pounds in three months, which is, sounds a lot more dangerous. Or that yeah. Christian Bale got down to 105 pounds. It's like... If you want to get upset, you have to get upset across the board. I know it is about women's body standards, but that's not what she was doing it for. Also, I had a friend of mine say, if that's what 16 pounds looks like, then let's stop worrying about it. Yes. Like, I do think that is the greatest takeaway is it's like, uh, yeah, you know, of course we don't. We don't want anybody having to starve themselves. But I I do think it's a pretty unique situation and, and that in the same I also think, and it's not the take people like, Kim is constantly playing with the idea of her body as art. Yes. And her body is a piece of culture. And in the way, I think you could argue, at the last Met Ball, that was the point of her full black Balenciaga. was Mm -hmm. like, you don't get to see her body, but her silhouette is so iconic that we're able to discern that it's Kim because her body is so iconic that this was then another play on that, which is like modification essentially in order to replicate maybe the other most famous female body in pop culture. I I don't know. I just, I'm not trying to give her a pass on any of her crazy, of the family's crazy body stuff. But I do think that this is a standalone, like X, I think she understands the artistic purpose of the Met. Yes. In in a way and is using her body a lot more than she uses fashion. Yeah. In in a really I kind of think fascinating way. Constantly David Blaine is not eating for like four months at a time inside of a box underwater. So like <laughs> look, we don't do what they do because it seems hard and stupid. You know? There's no <laughs> point for us to do it. I think we just need to start saying that's not for me and it doesn't have to be. It's crazy yes. guys things other people do they don't have to be for us it's wild you don't have to do anything other people do yeah other than maybe sleep and eat and you don't even have to do that also yeah you don't it's free will (laughs) i do think it's great to have the conversation to be like let's not do that great let's let us not do that but also just know that like like lily reinhardt will do it for her for a role one day absolutely and i think either like forward or backwards like she'll either gain or lose because that's what they do and and if they don't, th- we scream about fat suits, uh, which I get. And I totally give my friend Renee Zellweger a pass. I love her fat suit. <laughs> um, but it is it is complications. And it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe like wh- what? Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's just it. It is a weird thing where people literally just do it for art. And for it art. Seems, from- it's a bad idea. It seems like a bad idea. <sighs> And what a relief we don't have to do it. <laughs> oh my. Anytime I hear like normal, like civilian people talking about like dieting and stuff, I'm like, why? People pay you to look good? Don't, you don't have to. If people don't pay you to look good, you can just be as comfortable as you want without yes. feeling bad every day. Uh, what a way to preach it. It's important to remember. <laughs> yeah, if you don't get paid for it, you should not be thinking about it all day. Yeah, and 
if you have fun with it, like I like spending all my money on skincare and lasers and yeah. Botox and anything oh, else. You're doing the opposite of getting paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like that's on me. <laughs> Um, so that we this historically was also um, the Car Jenner women all in attendance. Mm-hmm. I felt vastly underwhelmed by all their outfits. Um, I, I was really confused by Kylie's until I realized it was yes. the last collection from Virgil Abdul. So yes, and and that helped create context. I think they were not egregious they just didn't they weren't for me mm-hmm. um they must have gotten and, a last minute invite <laughs> yes i also loved how distant kim was from it was like no no no. i'm glad for you guys all coming but like i'm not anywhere near you at no. this thing i'm not and i'm not doing the carpet with you, you gotta what get did, real what did you think about courtney and travis's look looks uh i hated it <laughs> i i it just really I don't know, like they just, the kind of deconstructed tuxedo thing with like the the kind of stenciling on the fabric and the thread, like hers, I mean, hers just like literally like last minute invite is what I'm talking about. Yeah, it just looked, <laughs> it looked like, I don't know, it just, it's not, it's fine at the Met and I, and I celebrate when things are quote unquote unflattering. But to me, there has to be something in exchange for that, you know, that yes. is either inter- entertaining or jarring or confusing or whatever it is. Like something has to make up for something not like being enjoyable to look at on a person. And to me, I was just like, no, thanks. Like it just I was not enjoying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. In general, I thought that there was just like not, not tons of of super exciting now uh, I, Luke's I realized that Corey Gamble has been to <laughs> five or six Mets now and I was like how funny that he has been to so many also he looks great at every single he really as far as men's fashion he is showing up and showing out next to Chris who's always doing something really bad with her hair yeah, this was supposed to be an homage to address Jackie Onassis wore, ah. I saw. And J-Lo <gasps> Wait, had done a similar weird. one. How weird. Why? To be Marilyn and Jackie. Oh, wow. Weird. Let's Ooh. not unpack it. Is Corey the president? <laughs> is Pete the president? Is Kanye? Is Scott the president? It, it, you know what? They flip <laughs> positions because I think Chris is the Marilyn. Chris is really the Marilyn. Absolutely, Chris should be the Marilyn. I would love to see Chris. Also, she we know she loves a blonde wig. Oh. She's never happier than in a short blonde wig. <laughs> now, some looks I did like that, you know, yes. and you can agree or disagree. I really love Blake Lively's dress. Um, oh, because very it reminded fun. Me, yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of... Uh, you know, of Katniss Everdeen's dress when she had to go to the Hunger Games and she spun around and it turned into flames. You know, that's what it reminded me of. So <laughs> it was that. a very cool piece of performance art, I think, like and that it was modeled after the Statue of Liberty and the oxidization. Oh. Ox- that's what it was supposed to be, was that we know the Statue of Liberty as gr- that green, but it was copper or, you know, it was yes. a copper color yes. and it oxidized in the way it like, is copper, I think. Yeah. And into the green. So that was supposed to be. So the whole bodice was this like art deco meant to be reflective of the Chrysler building. And then the dress changing color. I mean, it was just that's so beautiful. That's such a beautiful. 
um i, I saw oh go ahead go ahead jody turner smith i love this flapper look she did Can and do her, no wrong her body the glistening skin she is stunning she's so Truly beautiful can do no wrong and uh, yeah uh with I'm, you and i'm gonna get the name i might pronounce this wrong because i've never heard it out loud but it's either kuana or kuana yeah it's either kuana or kuana chasing horse her met gal mm-hmm. look this so beautiful such cool representation you know very meaningful to be for her to be showing up in like traditional beading she used upcycle tool because she's a activist as well uh i thought it was just so cool i thought she looked beautiful like you know it was stunning we got a comment actually i would love to read um from a listener in the news section amanda said if there's time could you discuss indigenous model and climate protector kwana parkers she said called her kwana parker um Overall look from the Met Gala, as a Native woman, it's so moving and wonderful to see beadwork in contemporary Native fashion in spaces like the Met Gala. And also there's complications, too, with these types of events because they often espouse aspects of colonialism, which Kiwana has discussed before. Um, no pressure to talk about it. I completely understand. I just suggested a very big, complicated topic. I just really love seeing her beadwork and quill work and the story behind these pieces. Um, I wish I knew more about all of this other than it is beautiful and it is very cool that she was able to bring all these different, uh, you know, different native artists to the red carpet. And, you know, it's just good for visibility to see like this beautiful artwork on like such a large scale. And that it's not just there. Like she looks amazing. I love that dress so much. It was interesting because I saw like, a few um comp like uh, recaps of of the of fashion that were like called out a few of like the men getting it wrong or people getting themes wrong and i thought it was really interesting because i happened to see one example was quest love on the red carpet he had a big coat that was like a nod to andre leon uh, tally but then he the outfit underneath was much more like simple sort of like workwear and his point I like saw him talking about on the red carpet and I was like oh my he was like well as much as this basically was like as much as this is a was a very glamorous period for white people it was a very different time for black people so I feel it's really important to represent African Americans at that time, he said, because Gilded period is a little bit different for our story, I wanted to highlight black women who have sacrificed. Oh, that's what it was. Um, it was, I forget exactly the piece he was talking about, but he says, I wanted to highlight black women who sacrificed for their country. Oh, it was a quilted piece. Um, and it was a nod to a quilting collective from the time. Uh, and that the black women that were often called upon to create the clothing of that time yes. for the Gilded Age. But I was like, that is profound, you know, like an, a look that, fe- especially for men who often get short shrift at these things. And I was like, of course, this is like a complicated to just throw on like a petticoat and show up. Yeah. Even if you get the theme right, it's like th- if we're really talking about, again, you- fashion as art and reflective of like moments in American history, particularly like how bold and brave and important to utilize that space to what a fun class project they get to do every year. I know. And they like, and they just get like drunk on champagne inside of like a a tomb inside of the, 
what a life what a gift i always love it because even if it's not amazing it's still fun to like wait to see who's next and then to have an opinion and to text you and trish about what i like and don't like i i it's it's really an important night for me i'm very glad it's back also Uh, i can't believe how much i love vanessa hudgens look (laughs) (laughs) look i I'm always ready to be a hater of Vanessa Hudgens, only primarily because she <laughs> she's hilariously <laughs> casually talked was cool with everyone dying from COVID, and then Look, everyone forgot. It, it's gonna happen anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, right? <laughs> like you are stoned. You need to calm down. So funny! What a hilarious gaffe of just like what ever. <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Would you love to be on the red carpet for every event and be utterly delightful?" Same with Lala. I was laughing because Jennifer's very good. Lala is friends with everybody, and you can tell. Like Lala on the red carpet, I was like, "This is such a sweet spot. She is friends with everybody." Yes. And like it was such an like actually, like it's the difference of like you don't see that with like your Ryan Seacrests or your traditional red carpet hosts historically. Like she hangs out and it was very obvious and palpable and made it very fun. Like they it just had like not a stiffness to it. Um, and such a genuine joy when they like saw each other and when and even like like Kim and Pete of it all like it relaxed celebrities so yes. much you could tell I was like this is a good get so it was good red carpeting yeah always enjoy um, big news for the Kardashians again Black China lost her lawsuit against the Kardashians yeah not a huge surprise not it, a big one it, yeah it seemed unlikely especially like we've talked about given the dollar amount um, so she did not win her defamation and contract interference claims against Kim, Chloe, Chris and Kylie Jenner's and the jurors. I didn't understand this piece, but I guess this was an important piece to set up that she had not also harmed Rob Kardashian. So the jury found that China had not physically abused Rob Kardashian. Um, her lawyer told page six. OK, because um, they held a press conference Um so, but at the end of the day, they weren't held responsible for more than the hundred million dollars in lost wages, future earnings, and emotional damages for allegedly conspiring to have the second season of Robin China axed from the E Network after they had a fight in 2016. I mean, that's a. That, I think it. Uh, this was what I will say. I think it's pretty brave of China to have gone up against the Card Jenner machine. This was kind of always going to be a losing battle. She's too messy. There's too much mess, I think, to cleanly make this argument, um, even though we love a messy woman. But I think it was I, I actually think she's a lot in a sense, but also that this was like a brave thing to do to like it was good publicity for her and also a lot to put out there. And I would be terrified of oh. going up against the, this family. Legally. Absolutely. What a, what a nightmare. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, it's very funny because, you know, she could have just easily been nice and then been invited to everything and still on the show. I know. <laughs> she didn't want to do that. Tell, you can tell that it was like the path. <laughs> there was a fork in the road and she chose one way and it has not panned out. I, um, yeah, I guess there's an argument to be made that they never let women back in. Uh, yeah. And, and the absolute hypocrisy, you know, of, of what the men get away with. Um, versus the women in their world. And I do think that they have significantly less patience and understanding for women in various 
states yeah versus the men men and any indiscretions on their end maybe it's like one of those things when your parents are like i'm more disappointed in you because i believed in you <laughs> just you were supposed to either you were supposed to raise up the women's brand here <laughs> um more kardashian stuff this the ray j, ray j? just give uh, me the rundown because i okay. wasn't keeping up but so we saw in last week's episode of the kardashians on hulu big piece of the storyline has been last since the beginning episode that this thing of ray j's lawyer manager manager yeah. threatening to release this other sex tape this and kanye flying all flying overnight to get it before snl show great television so on a story about it on the uh, account the gossip account hollywood unlocked first ray j commented something like this is all a lie. This is completely untrue. I'm tired of this. And so then he gave an interview to the Daily Mail, which is important <laughs> to remember. This is not what I anyone would argue is like a pretty a reputable source. But it's obviously it's an exclusive interview. So the interview definitely happened. But it's, it's anyway. So he says, speaking for the first time in a bombshell interview with Daily Mail, he said that he had never possessed a copy of any of the tapes they made together. He had only held on to photos and texts Kim had sent him between 2002 to 2009 that the sex tape was, quote, released like an album by Kim herself, who kept the only copy of it stashed in a Nike shoebox under her bed, along with the rest of the steamy tape she made with Ray J. He goes on to say that... I have sat in the shadows for over 14 years, allowing the Kardashians to use my name, to abuse my name, make billions of dollars over a decade and a half talking about a topic I've never really spoken about. I never leaked anything. I've never leaked a sex tape in my life. It's never been a leak. It's always been a deal and a partnership between Kris Jenner, Kim, and me. And we've always been partners since the beginning of this thing. He also, I think this is important, he went on to say that he was very upset by the joke she made about uh in the episode about him like who knows maybe he could have stuck a dildo up my ass while i was asleep yeah when i was asleep and that it painted him as a rapist i gotta say he's he's really this is such a reach such a reach though to be like the only like she was just making a real she's calling it uh, a sarcastic remark it kind of yeah. is but it's more like a hypothetical like oh because the only possibility and granted i thought it was sort of offensive that she made the joke in general for anyone who is a survivor or right. or any woman who just worries about shit you know but i don't think it made ray j look bad in any way yeah he and goes in this article he says one, it was his idea that they put the tape out there because they I were know. like, and then he, you can't have it both ways. You can't say it was my idea and I'm a victim of it. Like either it was I your mean, idea. So you, it's like you agreed to this. You, and you, you thought agreed, of it. You thought yeah, of it. You thought of it. He says, I felt suicidal, you know, when something's real and it's true and you're watching a whole family create an empire from a lie they created. It's heartbreaking and disrespectful to all the entertainers who've been honest and true to their craft. What? A black man living and working in America, it's hard to get up every day and look at, out at the water or look at my family and know they think something about you when you know it's a thousand percent the other way. How do you live like that? I couldn't be a part of any reputable major network TV shows and do Dancing with the Stars or do America's Got Talent or anything because of my image, because of what they've made me. I'm not allowed to be in those places. 
I, uh, and he goes I, on and on and on. I'm and just it is, so confused by this take because I have never once ever, 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 ever heard anyone say anything negative about Ray J. I've yeah, never, I don't think in my mind I ever thought he was the um, villain in this story. No. I, I, I felt like this was mutually difficult for both of them. And, and yeah, he's right. Chris Jenner put it out and that's not even a shock or surprise to any of us. It's like we've known that forever, but I feel like he's painting it different than it actually happened. Like, I think he's actually talking about the, when he's, when he's telling Kim like the deal, you know, we had a deal cause he sends her DMS and then she answers eventually. Um, that I think he means like the, the deal when they, they sued vivid. Right. But yeah, but that was after the fact. But he's I. It could be that it was a deal beforehand. But it's it's um blurry enough that I feel like he's rewriting his is revisionist history of what happened. And he could have done anything he ever wanted. I don't think that was going to hold him back. Think how many people have had tapes leaked or not that do perfectly fine. Well, and that really is like even, you know, in the the revisiting of the Pam and Tommy stuff and and that show, you know, even though it was problematic with Kim, with uh, Pam not being involved, like really the the one of the big points of it was like it didn't hurt Tommy. Nope. Didn't hurt Tommy at all, and he loved it. And it's like I, you know, and and yeah, the DMs are really fascinating cuz it's her defending herself and saying like but to your point, she's like, I didn't say anything bad about you. You know, like I understand, you know, I, I you got to zoom out. And I feel like we're seeing this was kind of an inevitable like the Hulu show has dropped. It's it, they're they're at the center again. It's so lavish. They're richer than they've ever looked or been. And I think we're seeing like these people from their past finally saying like, fuck it. I'm mm-hmm. coming forward like her first husband came forward like last week. Ray J's got a huge bone to pick now. Like the things that are coming up aren't necessarily really new. But I do feel like there's this sort of like zeitgeist of like I've held it long enough. And I get it. You know, here's but, something um, I'm going to give you some new information that you all already talked about. Like, like- I, f- I feel like we should just brace ourselves that every week is like next week's going to be Chris Humphreys. Then we're going to have like James Harden, uh, you know, like whatever, like all these men who feel maligned by these women and the show really makes their lives look like just unfathomably opulent and yeah. beautiful. Like, that they it's like they just can't can't take it anymore and i understand this was a very specific storyline to him but also i don't know he conflated it that kanye accused him of extortion when kanye explicitly said i did not pay for that we won't be extorted and i guess you could say like oh he tried to but that's not how i read it i think he meant for any so it is it is just a bunch of like someone who's clearly very very um hurt by his place in life and however he feels he got there. But I really don't know that you can blame it on the Kardashians being very rich. I don't think that take, I don't think that's, I don't think that did anything to you other than make you feel bad because it wasn't you. And I think we, this is not the moment where I think 
anyone is really like we've moved beyond for most people I think the like oh she's just a girl from a sex tape so I don't think you then can be like I'm the core of it all you, you know it's a little it's far too little far too late yeah uh, I think to make that claim definitely at one point could have but, but also God bless him you know I don't I, know. I, I think I'm just like him I don't wish him ill <laughs> I don't I I imagine it sucks yeah um to the, and, the oh the his, that family has had so much tragedy and the just dealt with so much like their sister you know so I I don't think for a second that like you know his life has been easy but I don't know that no. it's Kim's fault especially if it was your idea to sell the sex tape yeah it seems like you did this and you just played your hand wrong that's unfortunately how it feels. Yeah. Um, or you're lying about that. Yeah. I think it, it's your point. It's it's wanting to have it both ways mm-hmm. if that is the information we're getting, yeah. you know. Um, Kim Cattrall came out of the woodwork this week. Love, love this Variety <laughs> article. Did you read? Uh, yeah, the Variety article is great. I only read some excerpts. I didn't read the whole thing. I mean, it's... Basically, she's like, look, I'm so proud I was Samantha Jones. I would never want my fans to think that I that I was leaving them high and dry. But Samantha Jones, I'm that's she exists as she was. There's no need to bring her back. (laughs) And essentially, she was just like, you know, she decided doing the second movie that she was never doing this again. And then the Mm -hmm. third idea was like this. I'm sure it's an article that like. The thing she didn't like is because her storyline was that 14-year-old Brady Hobbs sends her an unsolicited, I guess, dick pic. And she was like, I'm not doing this. But she had already decided not to as well. And then she was like, "Mm, I think the show is basically just the third movie (laughs) and not very creative. And then she said, I'm sorry, I'm just like railroading. No, no, this is what I need. she, She was like. A f- an idea that I think would have been great was like, what if Samantha didn't bounce back from the 2008 recession? And then she's she's like, one of my team thought of that, but I was like, oh, lol, lol, you just told you told you started it off as if it was your brilliant idea, and then you're like, someone I, I know thought of that, but uh, and that was just the top of their head, you know. <laughs> I loved it. I loved. I thought it was some really good tea. Um. You know, yeah, she says she was never asked to be part of and just like that. And she found uh, out the same way that we did. She had mm-hmm. no clue and that she's never seen it. And she does know that Samantha Jones text messages. And she's like, I don't understand why Sam would do that. I loved it. She said, everything in me went, I'm done. She said r- r- at the end of the second movie, that's a no. That's it's powerful a no. to say no. It's a great wisdom to know when enough is enough and i didn't want to compromise what the show was to me Uh, the way forward seemed clear now in the variety article she is like darren star is brilliant in what he did with emily in paris a story about women trying to build their life i was like she hates michael patrick king so much she hates him so much she hates him so much she hates michael patrick king yes you're so right oh my god what a jab the bigger takeaway is she's looking for television projects so i will be pitching her an idea i think she's perfect for something and um let's just say you can look forward to seeing it on your tv whenever the universe gives me everything i want please i love i love her i love her she like 
I, I love this to wait the through the entire season, the entire like hubbub of it. It was so zeitgeisty, and then be like. Oh, who, me? Oh, sure, I have a few things to say. <laughs> oh, now that you ask, I guess. Um, I didn't really watch, but I do think it doesn't make any sense and it's bad. <laughs> also, Big died in the third movie. Oh, did you not know that? Bye. Also, uh, she wasn't offered it. Yeah. I think that's a key piece. You yeah. Know? She was like, never. And she was like, because I made my feelings very clear, which is yeah. absolutely true. And then I didn't realize Sarah Jessica Parker had said she did not want to ever have Kim Control involved in it going forward. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I knew they had bad blood. But, but I didn't know that Sarah SJP went on record. But there was something very weird. Oh, we should. It was like, remember this thing like Kim Control's brother died? Yes. And Sarah Jessica Parker put up a post and it was like, she sent flowers. So weird. No, Sarah so- Jessica Parker sent Kim Control flowers after her brother died. Uh, it maybe suddenly too. Like, so I think it was very upsetting. Yeah. Like, um, or maybe what, what, whatever, it doesn't matter. Her brother died and she was very upset. And then she posted on Instagram, like, you know, how, like being like, this is all for show or blah, blah, blah. Like, and she might've made a post too, but like Kim Cattrall is the one who brought it to the internet to blast. Made so. it like a public thing. She clearly is, does not like her at <sighs> all. And Michael That's Patrick so funny King. how. It's so funny how much we like all refuse to believe it though. Like even I was watching the la- like the last episode of and the- she's in Paris and you're like she's going to show up any second. They're going to get they've- this was all a ruse and Here's it's like the they thing. have been screaming for years. They do not want to work together. But what if you never know? And money money talks. Money walks. Bullshit. Um, bullshit. Money talks and bullshit walks. That's it. <laughs> Money talks, walks, it's a toddler, it's doing great, it's learning its ABCs. (laughs) He's just giving a little food and water, it's all it needs. Now, Um, Nicole was telling me a little bit about this Chappelle thing, but I totally didn't, I would not, like I said, no internet warning. Okay, you guys have been listening to a free preview of Ellis for Losers. Ooh, we hope you liked it. Oh yeah, and if you did... You can go on over to patreon.com slash L is for losers and you can sign up to listen to our full episodes, Mm -hmm. which are quite meaty. (laughs) And we also will have our vintage recaps of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Oh, it's fun. We got a whole lot of stuff there for you. You're going to love what you find. Yeah, it's patreon.com slash L is for losers. Bye. Bye.